Hi there. I'm Dr. Shelley Zeroth, Professor of Medicine in Winnipeg, Canada, and past president of the Canadian Heart Failure Society. And I'd like to welcome you to the Heart Success Podcast Series. In this series, you will learn about different ways Canadian heart failure experts are meeting the challenges of heart failure with winning strategies. We'll also take a look at retrospective data on how heart failure is being managed in hospitals across the country. By working together and utilizing the tools we have available, we can change the course of heart failure. To learn more, visit the Canadian Heart Failure Society website at www.heartfailure.ca. An on-demand version of the symposium presented on the same topic during the Heart Failure Update Congress in May 2021 is also available for viewing. We hope you enjoy this conversation. Hello everyone, my name is Dr. Stephanie Poon. I'm one of the heart failure cardiologists at Sunnybrook Health Sciences Centre in Toronto and assistant professor at the University of Toronto, also co-chair of the Canadian Cardiovascular Society Heart Failure Quality Indicators Working Group. I'm here co-hosting this podcast with Dr. Sean Varani. Dr. Varani, would you like Thank to introduce you. yourself? <laughs> Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Poon. It's a pleasure to be here with you, my friend. Uh, my name is Sean Varani. I'm a heart failure cardiologist in Vancouver, and I'm co-chair of the CCS Heart Failure Guidelines. Um, I'm also uh, going to present a little bit today, or I did present a little bit today, on the CANHF uh, project, which is a registry looking at uh, hospitalization and ambulatory heart failure patients in Canada. So, Steph, you mentioned the Kaihai uh, project, um, and I think the two projects that we've worked on actually uh, dovetail very well together. And so I'm wondering if you can tell us a little bit about the Kaihai project and what some of the findings were. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I'd love to. Well, I mean, I think it all started um, when we began this project. We kind of wanted to take a look at if our delivery of care to heart failure patients had improved over the past decade. So we took a look at how we did in 2009 versus 2018, and we wanted to focus on quality indicators that were easily captured across the country. And through Kaihai, really the best one that we could focus on was 30-day readmission rates. Uh, we also wanted to take a look at length of stay because um, that had important um, ramifications about processes of care related to the timing of hospital discharge and also was a good proxy for patient-related factors leading to increased risk of rehospitalization. So when we took a look at the results, it was actually quite surprising and a little bit sobering because our analysis demonstrated that really the 30-day readmission rate of patients with heart failure had remained completely unchanged at 20% over the past decade. And it was actually quite disappointing because we know that in this time frame, a lot of exciting medical advances have occurred. And, you know, we've published a ton of consensus guidelines and really we expected to perform a bit better um, in the real world. But um, when we took a look at the reasons why people were actually being readmitted, we actually discovered it was due by far and large to decompensated heart failure. And that was really an eye-opener as well because we were hoping it would be for something else like um, pulmonary causes or GI bleeds, anything other than you know decompensated heart failure because then that speaks to suboptimal care on our end. 
Um, also, we found out that by and large, most patients were staying in hospital about seven to 13 days across the country. And this is a huge problem because we know that length of stay greater than five to six days is associated with increased risk of all-cause readmissions and mortality. So obviously, there, there's a definite need for improvement. And although we know that there are some limitations associated with hospital administrative data, really, it, it gave us a good signal that things needed to improve, um, that there were gaps and deficiencies in the care that we provide. So I think this segues quite nicely into what we did with the CANHF registry, because through that registry, it allowed us kind of a more granular picture of uh, how patients were being cared for and what medications they were um, being placed on, both as inpatients and outpatients, whereas, you know, really CHI-HI data just focuses on patients who have been hospitalized with heart failure. So it gave us a little bit of a more in-depth, broad look at what was going on and what could be fixed to improve our outcomes. So maybe I'll, I'll ask you at this point, since you are obviously on the steering committee for the CANHF registry, to describe the registry and perhaps some of the findings that uh, could explain why our outcomes are um, not so optimal for heart failure care in Canada. I also want to acknowledge you, a member of the CANHF steering committee <laughs> as well, and uh, Bob McKelvey and, and George Tonos, who um, have also helped steer this registry, um, which is really unique in Canada because we don't have a contemporary process of care registry uh, that spans the Canadian landscape. And so what's unique about CANHF is it's looking at academic centers as well as community hospitals and how we deliver heart failure care, as you mentioned, in a very granular way. We looked at patients who were hospitalized, and then we looked at a different cohort of patients in the ambulatory setting uh, between serial visits and, and while they were in hospital across the length of their hospitalization. And we broke the, the patients down into two groups. That was the patients with reduced ejection fraction and preserved ejection fraction, because we know that the guideline-directed processes of care are going to be different for those two groups, and then tried to see um, what happened while the patient was hospitalized, for example. I'm pleased to report that, you know, contrary to what the CHI-HI data showed, in the CANHF registry, we had a relatively highly comorbid patient population. They had a lot of cardiovascular comorbidities like coronary disease and atrial fibrillation, hypertension, and diabetes. Uh, but while they were admitted to hospital, there was this consistent increase in their guideline-directed medical therapy from the time of admission to the time of discharge. Um, and so one would hope that that would have translated to improved outcomes, um, but Clearly, on a population level, that isn't what we were seeing in the CHI-HI data. When we looked at the ambulatory setting, we, the same message there um, was that between the first and the second visit in the ambulatory environment, uh, patients had their medications augmented to the point that we actually saw a decrease in ACE and ARB and an uptake uh, in ARNI utilization, which is really promising and is something that we you know, suggest that patients and practitioners are really being uh, treated to guideline-directed guideline uh, uh, goals. So, so, so that's good news. And again, a bit of a disconnect then that how or why that doesn't translate to outcomes for our patients. So I guess I'm going to throw the ball back in your court, knowing what we know from CANHF, what do you think should be the real targets as we move forward to impact that curve of outcomes and hospitalization and length of stay for our patients? Well, I don't think that there's necessarily a disconnect per se. I think CANHF did illustrate that you know, between the first and second visits for inpatients and outpatients, the medication use and uptake was improving. But if you look at the exact percentages per se, you know, we're, we're still looking at 55, 60% MRA use. 
um, similar for ACEs and ARBs. We were at 29% for RNA use. Um, you know, and so those numbers are kind of still, they're improving, but certainly there still is more room for improvement. So, and these were in centers that um, were involved in the registry. So already we're kind of um, more uh, involved in this process and, and wanting to do better. Um, as a whole, when we did the National Heart Failure Report Card, we found that in general, um, the vast majority of heart failure patients were actually not admitted to cardiologists that for the most part, internal medicine had a huge part to play in the care of patients hospitalized with heart failure. And I think that perhaps, you know, there needs to be further analysis as to whether there is any difference in um, the care of patients who are admitted to internal medicine versus cardiology. We know that certainly in analyses done in different countries like the UK, uh, there has been a signal towards patients who are admitted on cardiology wards receiving more um, appropriate testing, more use of appropriate medications, and hence, you wonder if the same kind of pattern also holds true or would hold true um, for Canada as well. But of course, further studies would have to be done in this area before making any conclusions. Um, and uh, I think that what we've unearthed here is a good starting point, but certainly there is much, much more work that needs to be done uh, in collaboration with the other provinces as well. Perhaps we know that there are many, many provincial databases available that are collecting a lot more granular um, data on things like, you know, medications, where people are being discharged to, if they're being discharged from the services. Do those types of things play an important role? In our analysis, we looked at um, age, sex, gender. Um, none of those things seem to make that much of a difference. Uh, so, you know, I think. Definitely what we presented is a bit of a starting point. More research needs to be done to determine where those gaps are that we could improve care in the future. And CANHF registry is, is definitely an important part of that. Thanks, Steph. I think you, me, the whole heart failure community has a lot of work to do, but it's exciting. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> nice chatting with you, Steph. Nice chatting with you as well.